Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. We got a brand new show for you for this Tuesday, August 11th, year of our Lord She's Moo 2020. All hail She's Moo. It is right to give him thanks and praise, and also right to give thanks and praise to you, the beloved members of the Garmy. You show up for us every day. So glad you're here. If I say so myself, you've made an excellent choice to listen to this show today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Because it's just loaded. It's just jam-packed. It's Again? Just bursting. oozing? It's oozing. It's dripping. <laughs> it should see a proctologist or a urologist because there's just <laughs> oozing and dripping everywhere. This show needs medical attention. It's Tuesday. That means we're going to take a look at one of your favorite TV theme songs from all time. And uh, boy, today brought back a lot of memories for me when we get to today's. I don't know if this animated series was as large a part of your childhood, Eddie, as it was mine. But the 70s thing? Uh, yeah, that's uh, when I started watching yeah, it. Yeah. But it's been around forever and it's still around. And uh, people, all generation after generation, have fallen in love with this okay. show. So uh, we'll talk about that. A little bit later in the program, we also have the Garmy Game Show today. Ooh. I know we promised it yesterday, but we're going to do it today where we will play a game where I will name Freddie Pence the names of real strip clubs <laughs> or fake strip clubs, and he's going to have to uh, ascertain the difference between the two. He's He'll be playing for one of you lucky, lucky Garmy members, and one of you may have the opportunity to win some fabulous cash and prizes, cash not included, and we'll have to wait and see uh, if... That comes to pass or not? So I think you're on a roll. Haven't you won? Like, I've won quite a few. Quite a few lately. Oh, uh, but I, I and you're I kind of tough and toughen things up. Maybe the game make the game a little well, more challenging. I didn't do any strip club research. I'm glad to hear I knew, that. I knew going in, not to, yeah, I didn't want to cheat. So <laughs> I just have the royal palace. As long as you don't say royal palace, that's the only strip club I know. No, it's no that's not on the list. Okay. Nor are any of the big chains like no Spearmint Rhino. No, oh, okay, uh, none of those. All right, yeah, these are uh, quirky little strip single owner strip clubs that either exist in the real world or in my <laughs> twisted little mind so we'll get to that in a second what else we got entertainment is we got your phone calls so much to get to today but let's get the introductions out of the way i am your old podcast pal ralph garman and sitting here in the bat cave with me is the vice host himself please let him hear it it's mr eddie pence hey everybody Come on, kill it. I was enjoying my day. Ugh. It's an awful song. I just want to give you a little nostalgia, Fuck, that's I all. I smell in right guard again. Yo, God bro, damn it. Eddie. Yo, Eddie. Oh. For those of you who didn't hear yesterday's show, we oh. found out a uh, deep, dark secret from Eddie Pence's <laughs> past. so many. That his uh, <laughs> brother used to awaken to that song each and every oh. day for nigh on four years of Eddie's life. And... Uh, 
now it just causes some PTSD oh. reflex in Eddie Pence when it he hears it. It puts me right back to being 14 again or 15. Good thing your brother used the right guard. At least his pits didn't smell. He used so much right guard. It's good. You don't want to stink. You impress the ladies. Mm, I'd rather smell the B.O. No. than that much right guard. You're going to find a girl with a big butt and a smile. You got to make sure you smell good. She's poison. She is poison. <laughs> uh so much show today. Before we get into it, however, some members of the Garmy sent along some terrific little uh, production pieces, and I wanted to share them with you guys because I thought they were just charming as hell. Saturday, if you happen to be attending our virtual cocktail party, and if you weren't, shame on you, hmm. unless you were working or something like that. You can go back and watch it, by the way, if you're uh, so inclined. It stays there for a while, and you can just hit the button and uh, watch the replay. But we had the great Mike Serber on hand, and Serber, if you're new to the show is one of our frequent contributors of jingles to the program. So talented. So very talented. He's a singer-songwriter, and he did our jingle for uh, This Day in History. Also, Hello Death is also Mike's. Um, just a, a very talented guy. And we have another gentleman who also contributes to the show <laughs> and often um, will put his jingles up for consideration for new so segments talented. as well. Very talented, funny man named John Cooperman. <laughs> John's responsible for the back end of our holiday or holiday uh, intro that you'll be hearing later on today. And the, the, I think it's fair to say the two have a bit of a rivalry. A little bit. Well, maybe that's not fair to say. Cooperman has a rivalry with Mike Serber. I know that much. I don't want to say uh, Are you saying Serber, Serber doesn't know he's around. Serber he's lives even... in Cooperman's head at all. <laughs> Rent free. But... Uh, Mike Serber appeared on the um, uh. on the live cocktail party on Saturday, and it was a costume party, so he showed up in a uh, button-down shirt and some glasses, and I thought he didn't bother really to dress up yeah. until he said he had been working on a news story, he had a deadline for the Daily Planet, and then he whipped <laughs> off his glasses and opened up his shirt, and there was the big red S, and he was a Superman. Beautiful. So I called him Serberman. And then John Cooperman, who refers to himself often as Cooperman. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Took umbrage to that <laughs> and responded with this little production piece. Do you remember the movie Superman, the original Richard Donner Superman? Yes. And Superman is taking Lois Lane on a little trip above Metropolis mm -hmm. flying. And in, in the background, you hear the strains of the love theme from Superman. Can you read my mind? Yes. And the great late Margot Kidder gives a dramatic reading of those lyrics, yes. talking about how wonderful Superman is as they're soaring above mm -hmm. Metropolis. Keep that in mind as you hear John Cooperman's <laughs> reaction to Mike Serber dressing as Superman from this Saturday's cocktail party. Can you read my mind, Mike Serber? Do you know what it is you do to me? I don't care who you are. You're writing these amazing theme songs trying to be the big star. <laughs> You think you're so fucking cool. I'll show you who's the boss, who's the boss. I ain't nobody's fool. Look at me, quivering. I hate you so much, I am shivering. Can you read my mind? Can you picture things I am thinking of? I bet you can, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Wondering why you are writing songs or playing my guitar. 
But if you need a friend, you can call me because we're part of the Garmy and we're here for each other. But you're still a bastard. <laughs> yeah, me, I'm coming. I'm just writing an ode to Mike Serber. Serber. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Serber takes up a great deal of time in Cooperman's life. Uh, I think it's my favorite thing he's ever done. It's pretty strong. So, uh, Cooperman, we love you. And <laughs> we'll see you guys next time around. We have a new segment. We can have another jingle off. I'm afraid almost not to use Cooperman's jingle. And the next time we he submits one. Oh, you don't want him to turn that rage to you. Exactly. Thank God. Serber's like a lightning rod. He can... He could pull all that energy away from yeah. me. But, you scoot under the radar. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Is that my fault? <laughs> Talk to Mike. <laughs> and then Taylor Flores sent this in. Yesterday, we had Munch and Monday, of course. I introduced Eddie to the magic that is Entenmann's chocolate chip mm. cookies. Someone, by the way, sent me an email saying, you may be thinking of Entenmann's red label. They made a second chocolate chip. Red label. Yeah, that hmm. is made with milk chocolate pieces instead of semi-sweet chocolate pieces. And he said those are even more moist and tender than the ones we huh. had. So I, I can't imagine that's what I was thinking of, but might be worth another shot. Anyway, Taylor said, I uh, loved Munchin' Monday. I did, took a, took it upon myself to cut out a few parts and lay down some generic porn music. And <laughs> now it sounds like a very different segment. So here's a quick edit from uh, Fl uh, Taylor Flores. From yesterday's Munch and Monday. I can't believe I've never had one. I can't either. I have one again. Very small. As I told you, they're small and they got beat up. They were like much larger, bigger. flatter, and they looked moist. I never had one. Right, I'm going to pop the whole thing in my mouth because it's small. Why don't you take a double dip there? I wouldn't mind it being bigger. I remember these being bigger. <laughs> but that taste and that moistness yeah. still holds up, holds up. Oh, man. Mm. They may not look the same, but they sure taste the same. So very talented, the Garmy is. Thank you, boys, for uh, reaching out with that stuff. Very cool. Uh, before we get into your voicemails from the Ralph Report hotline, let's play our game, shall we? Let's not mm. wait any longer. Let's give a lucky member of the Garmy a chance to win some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. And uh, what I'm going to do is tell you about the game a little bit. Then we'll find out who is playing today. This this game was inspired by Chris Diaz, speaking of Garmy members. I want to reach out to him and thank him. He suggested this for a Garmy game show. And it all goes back to last week when uh, the President Donald J. Trump of these United States was having a bit of a press conference there at a Whirlpool factory. And he was talking about the foreign competitors who also make washers and dryers, yeah. et cetera. And yeah, yeah. he said this very famously. Your foreign competitors move their factories to prevent a level playing field and to avoid liability, shifting production to Thailand. Yeah, he mentioned Thailand, <laughs> which, of course, uh, was uh, Thailand yeah, the president, in, in the, the speech. But he was reading and much like Ron Burgundy, if you just put it on there, he's going to read it the way it, it's spelt. So I sent out a tweet saying, oh, I went to, I used to frequent a strip club called Thailand. They had a great happy hour. And it turned out the Huffington Post did a story on people's response to the president's flub. And they used my tweet in there. And a lot of people reached out and uh, mentioned it. it was very fun because it's always fun to get mentioned. 
So Chris said, hey, you were on Huffington Post. This this is an idea for a, a game show, I think. Why don't you name some actual strip clubs and then some fake strip clubs that you make up and see if Eddie Pence can tell the difference? And I said, hell yeah, that's a great idea. Let's make it today's Garmy Game Show. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Pence. Thank you, John Cooperman. Welcome, everyone, to the Garmy Game Show, the only game show on this show. I think I can reasonably say that. I think so. It's the best game show on, on, this, on yeah. this particular yes, that's a true podcast. Statement. That's a true statement. And one of you lucky Garmin members will get a chance to win some fabulous cash prizes today, cash not included. And who are we going to play for, Eddie Pence? Today we're playing for Gary Raub. Gary Raub. R-A-U-B? Raub. That's how you pronounce I that. I believe that is Raub. correct. Gar- Gary Raub. From Millersville, Maryland. Millersville, Maryland. Is that anywhere uh, near you? Uh, you grew up in that part of I grew of up in Northern Virginia. I don't know where that's located in Maryland, okay. to be honest. Um, <laughs> anyway, Gary, you are today's lucky contestant. You know how the game is played. Eddie Pence will play on your behalf. If Eddie gets five of the ten questions correct, five or more that means you're a big winner. Oh, of, course, of course, we do have the uh, Eddie Pence rule in effect, meaning if he gets blanked, <laughs> if he gets no correct answers, you also win because we had to put that in as a backstop because that, that happened. But I'm purely time. guessing on this. This is just pure guess. This there's, is a 50-50. Yeah, there's no way I have knowledge going in. No, and these. there's also no way you can get blanked yes. flipping a coin 10 times. Right. Eventually, you're going to say head or tails and you're going to yeah. be right. This so. is like Star Trek trivia where I could have known these answers and just... Failed trivia. Yes. This is just pure guessing. This should be easy enough. Um, I will, as I mentioned, name a strip club that's either real or fictional. And Eddie just has to tell me which is which. Uh, Before we get started, this show is a theme song, largely because I found this song and I loved it. And I thought it's been a while since we've heard from the great Sonny Ledford. If you've listened to the show for a while, you know Sonny did that song, Goddamn Motherfucking Myrtle Beach, that we love so much. We've had him on the show. We did an interview with Sonny, but he has a vast library of songs. And I came across this one a while ago. It's one of my favorites. Haven't had a chance to share it with you, so I thought I would today by making it the theme song for today's Garmy Game Show. All right, here we go. If Eddie, I will uh, name the club for Eddie, and then he will guess, and then I will let him know if it's a real or fake strip club. If it's real, you'll hear this. All right, guys, making its way to the main stage now. That's a real strip club. A real strip club. (laughs) Or if it's a fake strip club, you'll hear this. Now heading up to stage number two, fake strip club. That's a fake one. The strip club DJ will let us know. We'll go through all 10, then we'll tabulate the results at the end to find out if Gary's a big winner or not. Eddie Pence, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Up first, Booby Bungalow. Booby Bungalow. Let's go down to the Booby Bungalow and see some lovely ladies down there at the Booby Bungalow. Mm, Real. A real strip club. 
That is a real wow. strip club. Almost said fake. That is an excellent start. We won't have to use the Eddie Pence rule. It's not in effect any longer because Eddie has at least... Off the board right away. Has at least one. Okay. Number two, uh-huh. real or fake strip club, the Vagitarium. Ooh. The Vagitarium. Is that a real strip club or a fake strip club? Fake. Fake strip club. Yeah. That's a fake one. <laughs> That's one I came that, up with. That seems a bit off color. I would go to the vegetarian in a minute. <laughs> Next up, the Great Alaskan Bush Company. The Great Alaskan Bush Company. Real or fake strip ooh, club? Ooh. Real. A real strip club. It is a real strip club. The Great Alaskan Bush Company. <laughs> Scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. Is that a real strip club or a fake strip club? Fake. A real strip club. I'm sorry, that is real. Scuttlebutt exists. Scuttlebutt's real? Let's go down to Scuttlebutt. Hmm. See some butt. That doesn't seem like one I want to go to. Mammary Lane. (laughs) Let's take a stroll down Mammary Lane. (laughs) That's fake. Fake strip club. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if it was real, though? (laughs) Should be real. I'm going to open one up called Mammary Lane. Starbutts. <laughs> Starbutts. I wonder if they have a drive-thru down at Starbutts. Real. A real strip club. That That's real. Strip real. Wow. Yeah, Starbutts. Shot in the dark. Starbutts is for real. Starbutts. Yeah. The Golden Globes. <laughs> the Golden Globes. <laughs> That's real. Fake strip Really? Wow. That's a oh, fake come one. On. I did extensive research after I came up with that and couldn't find one wow. strip club called the Golden Globes. But there's a Starbutts? There's Starbutts. You, maybe the Golden Globes came in and told them they couldn't use that uh, anymore. <laughs> trademark infringement or something. Next up is the booby trap. The booby trap. Well, that sounds real. A real strip club. Yeah, it is. How about cockeyes? Cockeyes. Real. A real strip club. It is a real strip club. And lastly, at number 10, we have Areola 51. <laughs> Areola 51. I want that to be real. That's fake, though, right? Fake. Fake strip yeah, club. That's, fake, that's a fake one. <laughs> should be there, right near the, or the Air Force Base, though, oh, should it? Areola 51. Open that up next door to Mamory Lane. All right, Gary, now it's time for us to take a look at the final numbers to see how many Eddie Pence got right and wrong. Eddie, what's the final tabulation? I got eight right. What? Eight. I know my strip clubs. The heck you say? I know my strip clubs. That, that's that's practically a record. Have you ever gone one hundred percent? I don't think. I think the most I've ever got's eight. Yeah, I think so. It's right up there. That might be my all time best. Well, that's good news the for Gary. Guessing game. Gary, you are today's lucky winner. <laughs> we'll be going to send you out. Oh, I forgot to tell you what you were playing for, Gary. Hey, Ralph Garman, tell him what he's won. Why, thank you, Ralph. Gary's going to win a Ralph Report swag box. Filled with such wonderful things as the Ralph Report shot glass, the Ralph Report notepad, and the Ralph Report air freshener. Back to you, Ralph. Thank you so much, Ralph Garman. Congratulations, Gary. You're today's big winner. And that was Real Strip Club or Fake Strip Club on today's Garmy Game Show. See you next time on The Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. John Cooperman right there. Yeah, he's yeah. everywhere. See, Coop? We Come use on, you all Coop. the time. 
We love it when you reach out to us here at the Ralph Report. If you'd like to be in consideration to be a contestant on the Garmy Game Show, the best way to do that, in fact, the only way to do that, <laughs> is to send an email to Eddie Pence with Garmy Game Show in the subject line, eddie at theralphreport.com. You can always send an email to me if you like, ralph at theralphreport.com. Steve Ashton is also reachable via steve at theralphreport.com. All of us are on social media. And you can always leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. It is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We love your comments, your questions, your feelings, your thoughts. Just leave it for me. Dial up that number. 1-833-Ralph. I listen to them all. Then I grab a handful and we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The garbage's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Um, I do listen to all the phone calls. This particular batch of calls, it was much easier to listen to, however, because the minute I heard the man, I would just. <laughs> Hit delete, and I didn't have to bother to listen to the rest of the. <laughs> that phone had to call. be eighty percent of your. It phone. was. There was a lot of. Okay, you got a point, but the man blip delete. Let me tell you something about the man blip delete. So if you did, if you if you ignored my explicit instructions of not to bother calling in about yesterday's conversation about the Mandalorian, uh, it's it's very likely that I did not get a chance to listen to your message. But uh, but thanks thanks for trying. However, several people sent in phone calls about other things, and I wanted to feature them on today's Garmy on the Line, starting off with Ian. Ian has my endless love and support because Ian is a teacher. And as you know, right now, many teachers here in America, hell, abroad as well, they are starting to prepare their curriculum for a very question mark filled upcoming yeah. semester. Yeah. Some schools are going to be open. Many of them are not. Uh, they're going to be doing distance learning via zoom and the interwebs and i don't envy any teacher i don't envy envy any teacher in general because it's a really difficult job and it's so crucial and i owe so much to the teachers in my life and having a kid of course um i'm also respectful of the teachers that she's working with and it is one of the most thankless yet important jobs you can have yeah. So I have nothing but endless love and respect for teachers. I like to express that whenever I get a chance. So I thought I would take this call from Ian and tell him we love him and all you teachers out there, we love you all. Hi, Ralph. Hi, Eddie. This is Ian. I work at a high school in Colorado, and we are trying to get everything up and running and ready to go for students to come back in a few weeks. And been crazy stressful and hard and lots of questions unanswered and things of that nature. Um, but I just want to thank you because the Ralph Report is pretty much the thing I look forward to every day. Um, it keeps me going. It puts probably one of the only smiles on my face at this time of the world um, every morning. Um, and it really helps. So I really appreciate it and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, LMB. Well, we appreciate what you're doing, Ian, and yes. you keep at it as well. Hang in there, Ian. Thanks for all that you do, and all of you teachers that listen to this program, thank you so much for all that you do. And if you're not a teacher but you know one, thank them too because they're taking care of our kids and they do remarkable work. Speaking of teachers and schools, Barbara called in. It's time for me to interpret somebody's dream. Ooh. 
Um, hey, Ralph. Uh, I was listening about your dream interpretations, and it occurred to me that I have one uh, that I've had for years and years and years, and I was wondering if you could help me out. I'm usually in back in school, and sometimes it's college, sometimes it's high school, sometimes it's grade school. And I'm the age I am now, and uh, in each variant, I am aware that I finished whatever school I was in, whether it was college or high school or grade school. And I'm still, I mean, I know that I don't belong there, but I continue to go. And also there's um, usually a problem with my schedule. I can't find my schedule, so I don't know what my next class is. Uh, and so it's all very odd, and I've had it for uh, years and years and years. So I was wondering if you could help me out and kind of tell me what you think that means. All right. Uh, and I don't think I introduced myself. I'm Barbara, and I'm a one-star general from Lakewood, California. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thanks for calling, Barbara. Here's how important school is to most of us. This is one of the most common dreams people have. Really? Going back to school. And it usually takes various forms, and each different form usually colors what your subconscious is trying to tell you in your dreams. Well, yeah, most of your childhood is spent in school. And think about how yeah. significant that time is yeah. in your life. When we go to school, whether it's elementary all the way up through college, that is one of the most important times in our lives because not only are we learning so many things about life, but also about ourselves, right? And that's where our earliest social dynamic comes from. Those are our first friends that we make. It looms large in our stories. And the what most changes in your body happen during that time. School is an important part of anyone's life, so it's no surprise that our subconscious would revisit those moments. Now, if you have a dream about going back to school and it's filled with old friends and you're laughing and have a great time, that usually represents just your mind retreating to nostalgic feelings of, uh, mm -hmm. of an easier, simpler time, perhaps. But if you're like Barbara and there's some tension or some anxiety that comes with those dreams, which is actually more common when you dream about going back to school, here's what it could mean. If you're running late like Barbara and you can't find your schedule and you don't know what class you're going, going to next, it's largely your subconscious using your time at school to represent a larger worry in your life. Perhaps you have a work deadline or you work in a stressful job that requires you to meet multiple deadlines. And that pressure is weighing on you. And so your subconscious translates that into a uh, more understandable period of your time when things were simpler and you go back to school yeah. and you start to relive that anxiety. Um, <laughs> if that's the case, then you should probably take a look at your workload and figure out what you can do to get more organized and relieve some of that stress in your life. Mm. However, it sounds like Barbara's uh, take is more general. She simply doesn't know what class she's going to next. And often that can be interpreted as a failing somewhere in your personal life in terms of maybe you don't feel like you're supposed to be, you don't feel like you are where you're supposed to be right. in life. Maybe you're not sure what the next step is going to be in your life. If you can't find your next class in school, that can be translated to mean that perhaps you don't know the next stage of your life that you should be entering in. Mm. Do you feel like you should be further along in your personal life, in your work life, in your relationships with your friends and family? Take a long, hard look at what steps perhaps you feel you should be 
taking and then work on those. Here's uh, one of the keys. You can write down your goals, how you can help achieve them. And that should alleviate some of the anxiety, help you feel more positive about the progress you're making in your life. And then those dreams hopefully will subside and you won't have to deal with the anxiety while you're sleeping. Wow. So uh, that is the interpretation, the general interpretation most people seem to think when you're dreaming about school and you don't know what your next class is. And speaking of dreams, it's yeah. always a dream come true when Eric from Clearwater, Florida calls in, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric, I got to tell you, man, I look forward to your calls so much. If you're new to the show, Eric is a caller who uh, will time to time leave us a message. He's from Clearwater, Florida, where he works in a dispensary. And we often say we're not sure of his job. We assume he works behind the counter, but he could be a quality control man as well. It feels like he's more of a quality control man. Samples his own wares, <laughs> has interesting and often deep thoughts, and today's no different. Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. It's Eric from Clearwater. Hey, man, I was thinking, I had a question. <laughs> so, you know how the, the DC universe has the is like a multiverse? And they got like Earth One, Earth Two, and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Do they explain uh, how did they come up with the numbering system? <laughs> like, was there a commission out there that went around giving each universe its number? Like, did they have a huge meeting where they all like drew straws? And like, I mean, you got like that's got to be a matter of perspective, right? Of like. You know, Earth 1 versus Earth 46. Well, Earth 46 would be like, well, man, I'm Earth 1. You're Earth, like, 72. Like, how did they get that numbering system? <laughs> Smacking his hands. Yes. Now you guys mean it. Right. He's got a point. But he was adamant about it. If you're living on Earth 42 well, and think? then Superman from here, from our Earth, Earth 1, goes there and says, oh, I'm from Earth 1. You guys are Earth 42. It'd be like, fuck you. We huh. lived here our whole lives. This is Earth 1. We've always been Earth. We're this Earth is, 1. We're number 1. You can't just <laughs> arbitrarily be numbering us because you think we're 42nd in line. Uh, Eric, I'm not quite sure how they gave out the numbers. I assume it's all from the perspective of our Earth, Earth One, and then we refer to those just to keep them yes. straight. We number them, but I don't believe when we actually go to the different universes. Yeah, I don't know if the crime syndicate comes and goes, hey, we're from Earth 74. Yeah, we don't inflict our numbers on other people. <laughs> it's just for us. To the best of my knowledge, Eric. But you <laughs> keep thinking, brother. That's all we care about. And from time to time here on the show, we have been adding a little music to the beginning to try to give you a bit of a better day. We were doing sad songs for a while until it struck all of us. Why are we focusing on that? Things are bad enough. How yes. about some upbeat songs, songs that lift us up, make us feel good, our happy hits? And you guys have been calling in with yours like Pam. Hi, Ralph. This is Pam, two-star general in Burbank, California. Pam. I was just thinking of a song that makes me so happy and I'm not even sure what put it in my brain, but if there's any way you could play Poison by Belbiv DeVoe, uh, it just really gets your toes tapping first thing in the morning. Love you. Mean it. Bye. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck this shitty song. Good. Oh. Yeah. Spider-Man and Freeze in full effect. I'm ready. I'm ready. He's ready. I what for what? Being in full effect? What is it? Doesn't even fucking make sense. I must. Ready? Ready? I sense something strange. 
Yo, such a bad song. Such a bad song. Let's kill it cause we run out of time. No. It's all so beautiful. Relationships they seem from the start. It's all so when love is not together. Stop the song. We even get to the poison part. It just goes on and on. So dumb. It's so dumb. So dumb. Oh, yeah. Never trust a big button. A I smile. could listen to that every morning. Oh, that would get I me did. springing out of bed. Yeah, to sh- turn it off. No, come on. God, that song's awful. Thank you, Pam, so much no, for Pam. your suggestion for today's a hex on you, Pam. <laughs> Happy hit. Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured on this segment, but you know what you got to do. You got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, on Tuesdays, we take a look at the huge calendar that hangs here in the Batcave wall. It has a list of every single holiday associated with each and every calendar day. You'd be surprised. 365 days of the year, multiple holidays fall on each day. We take a look at them here and break them down into ones that we accept, ones that we discard in holiday or holiday. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Today is National Sons and Daughters Day. National Sons and Daughters Day. August Hmm. 11th brings parents and their children together for quality time. On this day, they say, be with the joys of your life. Shouldn't that really be a try every day? To hopefully have yeah. some time of every day where you spend quality time with your children. And probably at this point in the quarantine, we spent so much quality time with our children. Yeah. We really. may need a break. We all hate our children. <laughs> they hate us. <laughs> they say, let your children know that you are glad that they are part of your life. Listen to the stories of the events of their day. Share family stories. Learn about their hopes and dreams. Find out what inspires them. Teach them something new. Or maybe, Eddie Pence, just maybe, what? there's something that they can teach you. Hmm. Maybe. Enjoy every day you have with them. Spend as much quality time as you can. Time with our children can be fleeting, say the founders of this holiday. Not only do they grow quickly, Eddie, but their interests and needs change too. Yeah, they do. As times change, children don't. We craved our parents' approval and acceptance, and so do our children. So use this day, August 11th, as National Sons and Daughters Day and spend some time with your kids. 
Colton always teaches me to appreciate the smaller things because sometimes you get lost in the in, like in, blueberries, like blueberries and yeah. stuff, boners, <laughs> boners, blueberry boners, boners. For blueberries, Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, just the, like the little things make them happy. So like I, I forget about that stuff. The smaller things, finding joy in smaller things. I agree. Kids are great for that. Yeah. They they force you to slow down, think small, think in the moment, recognize that there are there are things that happen every day that are huge to kids because. Yeah. They live in the moment. Yeah. They don't like to think about the future. In fact, usually depresses them. I know it did when I was a kid, too. I did not like to think about growing up and dealing with the bigger picture. I liked my small world as it was. And so uh, we have to say excellent use of a holiday, National Sons and Daughters Day. We can get behind that. How about Global Kinetic Sand Day, huh? Oh, is that that funky sand? It's like dry sand, but it clumps together. Yeah, it's magically fun sand, Eddie Pence. Right. It's so oddly satisfying, say the founders of Global Kinetic Sand Day, that you can't put it down. Why is it global? Because it's all over the world. You can squish it. You can mix it. You can slice it. You can mold kinetic sand into any shape you want, Eddie Sounds evil when you put global in front of it. The creative possibilities are endless. Made with natural sand, you can feel it flow through your fingers, but... You can shape it. You can build castles. You can do anything you want. You don't have to be at the beach. You use kinetic sand in your own home. And do anything you want. Yeah. My kid got so bored with it after like an hour of playing with it and he never touched it again. Yeah, we went through about uh, three of them that we bought after they got destroyed and lost (laughs) and it was not a popular toy. This is the first year for kinetic uh, Global Kinetic Sand Day, by the way. August 11, 2020 is the first annual Global Kinetic Sand Day. Let me see who was brought by here. Oh, Spin Master Limited, the creators of a toy called Kinetic Sand that you can buy now online. So uh, they created their own day. For they us to created sell their own goddamn holiday. <laughs> They're evil corporation. Is what it sounds like. Sell their sand. <clears throat> Global Kinetic Sand, trying to take over the world yeah. with their moldable sand. Sounds. You know evil. what else is moldable sand? Sand and water. <laughs> Those two things together also make moldable sand. You corporate bastards. Today's National Presidential Joke Day, Eddie Pence. Oh, don't do that. Presidential Joke don't Day. Don't do that. Uh, annually observed on August 11th. This is the day that recognizes the humor that can be found so often in the highest office mm-hmm. in the land here in the United States. And they say presidents and presidential candidates should be prepared to handle a presidential joke. They should take it with good no. humor. Well, we, we have the first president in history of the United States who does not have a sense of he, humor. Has a great uh-huh. sense of humor. Sure. He just called a country Thailand the other day. That's right. He's hilarious. He's always ribbing us. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I do believe that presidents should take a uh, take those uh, jabs with a grain yes. of salt. You're the president. What are you worried Everyone about? Everyone misspeaks. Everyone takes a shot at you. It's, it's whatever. I agree. So maybe next time. All right. Here's what we do. We take a, a look at a food related holiday. See if something that Eddie Pence would either eat or perhaps stick up his ass or pull out of his ass. And today is no exception. We talk about the food. Then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If we get a jackpot, that means Eddie's eating it. However, if there's no jackpot, then it's just poison by Belviv DeVoe. God damn it. Over and over and over again. Here we go. Today is National Raspberry Bomb Day. National Raspberry Bomb Day. If you've ever had a bomb for dessert, bomb. Bomb? B-O-M-B-E. It's a French It's like a muffin? Dessert. It's not a muffin at all. Cake? The opposite of both of those ice things. Ice cream? It is, it's in the ice cream oh, family. Okay. Bomb. The bomb. It is a, uh, a round 
dome-like dessert uh, called bomb uh, back in the 1800s because it resembled a, a cannonball. That's why they named it after that, because of the shape. And uh, raspberry bombs, well, August, or throughout August, raspberries are ripening, so that's why the uh, raspberry bomb is uh, is paid tribute to on August 11th. And it is a frozen dessert. It's like a bonbon? Well, it's, no, it's large. Well, bonbons are small, but is it the same sort of idea? Uh, no, there's no dipping of a candy coating uh, on the outside. A bomba is a large platter-sized dessert that you cut into slices. If you've ever seen baked Alaska, for example, yes. baked Alaska is a type of bomb dessert. Okay. It is made with a, a bowl, and then what you do is you freeze multiple layers. So what you would do in the case of the raspberry bomb, for example, is to take usually uh, like a vanilla ice cream or something, and then you would coat the inside of your bowl, make it soft and uh, pliable, you know, melt it a little bit, and then you just coat the inside of the bowl with it, and then you freeze that layer, and you bring it back out, and then you would get like a raspberry sherbet or sorbet and fill that in there, and you can add anything you want. You could put chopped nuts or candy fruit, or usually they put a little dash of rum in there. That's my favorite part. But uh, they keep putting layers, and then finally it's frozen over, and then it's flipped when it's frozen solid. And when you cut into it, there are multiple layers of different frozen treats inside of it. It's like a giant it. ice cream cake. Uh, yeah, Kinda. but there's no cake. Well, there's no cake, but it's ice cream. It's, it's different kinds of ice cream. It's usually ice cream on the outside. And then the inside, there is a fruit sorbet or sherbet mm. on the inside. And um, then you get your your bomba. And today, August 11th, is raspberry bomb day. So dig into the frosty treat that is the raspberry bomb. I would. But we're not asking about me. We're asking about Eddie Pence. Is that something he would enjoy? Let's find out. Pulling the handle. One bomb, two bombs. Oh, my God. No, man. Uh-uh. I'm not going to waste the calories on that. Oh, my God. Give me something good. Give me, like, chocolate bomb with vanilla and then chocolate stuff inside, not the raspberry. You don't like sherbets or sorbets? No. Oh, come what on. What really pissed me off about sorbets is when, you gotta, when you're at, like, some fancy meal and then they give it to you as, like, a... a a palate, a palate cleanser. Fuck yes. off with your palate. Drink some water. Don't no, bring out it's sorbet. A, it is. It's a. It's why a, then? It's not a. It's not a palate cleanser. It is then, absolutely. Because then you have the fucking flavor of the sorbet in your no, mouth. You don't because it's usually lemon or something that dissipates very quickly. So it's, does water. And it's very light. And but this is a, this has a texture to it, and it's no. something that's a little uh, no, intermezzo. I believe no. they call intermezzo. it intermezzo. Yes. What's it's, intermezzo? It's a, it's a little break in between courses. It's a little. It's a I little intermission. That palate cleanser. Just drink some water and swish it around. Well, you, because you're not talking to anybody and it's your meal and you're, you're just power eating before you run off and yeah, ignore And then we'll go have else. a nice conversation where we're not spitting food at each other's faces. It's, it's, it's and leisurely. It's leisurely dining. You should spend hours at the table. Why? And talking. What a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. It's a, and it's an event that Let's you go enjoy. Eat, then move over to the couch and then yap and watch TV. Eat popcorn. No, no. Can't eat no, and you talk. Can popcorn. Oh, I see. Popcorn you can Because that's what mouth. I want to see in somebody's mouth. It's a half full, no, a half mouth we're of all chewed up popcorn. In the bucket. I don't oh, want people cutting. Great. So we're getting COVID. We're all reaching into the same bucket. Well, not anymore. We got weird rules. Not anymore. That's, what does that have to do with the raspberry bomb? <laughs> I don't want the raspberry bomb. It's over sorbet, in, the cor- in the corner melting. A, it's a light, delicious, frosty treat. Yeah. It's not as heavy as ice cream. And it's fruity and fresh. And it's a great summertime dessert. No. In this, you get the best no, of both. I'll worlds. eat watermelon. Instead of like, eight hours building this fucking monstrosity, and then put in the freezer. No one's asking you to make it. Pull it back They're out. Asking if like, you look at this. It. Look what I made. It's a bomb. Oh, 
wish I had a bomb right now. <laughs> stick it up your ass, and I'd light it. Wish, wish it was bigger. I'd light it first, then I'd stick it up his ass, because I wouldn't want to get my hand up there with a lighter. <laughs> no, it ain't coming out. And that is today's holiday, or holiday. In the James Bond movie, yeah. Diamonds Are Forever. Mm-hmm. James Bond is on the very closing episode. He is on a a steamship cruise liner with the lovely Tiffany Case, played by Jill St. John. Okay. And so Sean Connery lets in room service, and it's the two evil henchmen that have been chasing him the whole film, Wint and Kid. And the thing they serve up for dessert is the bomb surprise. Uh Because it looks like it's a big mound of ice cream, but actually there's a bomb inside of it. So bomb has a double meaning oh, in this bomb. particular. Yeah, yeah. It's a bomb. Right. It is literally a bomb. And then Sean Connery ties it to the coattails of one of the bad guys and throws him over. over and he blows up. And he explodes. Mm. Yeah. So okay. Whenever I hear the bomb, I think of the bomb surprise. <laughs> the surprise bomb. It's a bomb surprise. Yeah, exactly. Surprise bomb. All right. Now time to take a look at the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Here's a surprise, another yeah. bad surprise. Antonio Banderas yesterday was celebrating his 60th birthday, and he used it to announce that he has the coronavirus. I saw that. Yeah. Mm. He said, I want to make public that today, August 10th, I am forced to celebrate my 60th birthday by quarantine after having tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. I would like to add that I feel relatively well, just a little more tired than usual, and confident that I will recover as soon as possible following the medical indications that I hope will allow me to overcome the infectious process that I suffer and that is affecting so many people around the planet. So, mm. proof that even sexy people yeah. can get COVID-19. No, COVID doesn't discriminate. No, even when you're as sexy as me, Antonio Banderas, <laughs> you can still get the stinking COVID-19 up your nosy nose, he said in a PSA. <laughs> Let's get James Hong a, uh, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, huh? Yes, he deserves one. If you saw this news or not, but James Hong, one of the most prolific actors in Hollywood history, is now has a grassroots campaign trying to get him a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Over 600 acting credits. If that doesn't get you on the Hall of Fame walk, I don't know what could. At 91 years old, you look back over his career, and of course, there's Big Trouble in Little China. He's brilliant in that film. Blade Runner, Seinfeld. I mean, it goes on and on. But more importantly, he has inspired countless careers of Asian actors and Asian-American actors who didn't see a lot of people who looked like them up on the big screen. And so that's one of the reasons that uh, Daniel Day Kim, who you may know from Lost and Hawaii Five-0, he has started a grassroots fundraising campaign to pay for the star. You know, it costs about $50,000 to get one of those installed, and you got to pick up the check. Well, well, you would know. I would know, because we had to raise the money for Adam West. We did a a fundraising campaign for his. And they've already raised more than enough money via GoFundMe for the the cost of it. So now it just comes down to the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce doing the right thing and giving this guy They have to. How can you not? Well, the only thing I can say is... Perhaps they would say it's the walk of fame, not the walk of, you know, success or or amount you work. So is he famous enough to put in? I don't know. Into cement there. I've walked down that walk of fame, and you see a bunch of names you don't know. It is a little dubious because there are a lot of people who only had one successful role yeah. that got put in. There are fictional characters that have their stars on the walk yes. of fame. 
A lot of it has to do with the Hollywood press machine, and a right. lot of these uh, promotion departments for the major studios are able to flex their muscle a little bit and get a star. It seems like usually the star has a big project coming out within weeks yeah, of it's the always ceremony. Tied into something. So if it's going to be an iffy thing. But someone like him, thats those are the type of people that built Hollywood, that built the movie machine. It's not just the stars. It's the guys that are in 600 films that can play different characters. It's not, just the, you know, it's and, not just the A-list guys. And on top of it, when you, when you see him in a film, he's always good. The yeah. film is always better because he's in it. It's yeah. not just he got a lot of roles. He's been great in everything. That's why that he got done. a lot of roles, because he's great. Yeah. So let's hope that he gets it. But I do know the difficulties of getting someone a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, so I wish them well. And at 91, I hope he gets it sooner yeah. or later. Because it really comes down to... As you mentioned, when you walk down Hollywood Boulevard and you see those stars, there are some people who are like, what? Who? Right. So it really becomes more about the event for the person receiving the honor almost than it does for the tourists that are going down there and looking at yeah. the stars. So I hope at 91 it happens soon so he can be there on the day and it doesn't end up being one of those posthumous awards yeah. that his family has to be there to, uh, to accept. All right, another day, another reboot, another sequel. I don't know if you heard this, but Disney has announced their third Tron film. Oh, yeah. It's going to be happening. Jared Leto will be the star in the new Tron film. They've got their director lined up. Garth Davis is his name. He directed a film called Lion. And now he is on board to direct the third in the sci-fi franchise, I guess we can call it now. The first, of course, being 1982's Tron. Then in 2010, they had the sequel Tron Legacy. I know it's not a popular opinion, but I uh, I enjoyed both of those films. I think they're uh, fun. I don't they, think they're great, but I enjoyed the them. The legacy was okay. The first Tron, I just remember being so bored watching that movie. Well, you don't like a lot of words. No, it wasn't you words. Looked, there was just a scene in that movie where they're just traveling on that, whatever that thing is. And it, <laughs> it feels like it's eight hours of them just sitting there traveling. It's not an exciting movie. Going to master control program. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not an exciting movie. No, no. I didn't. I just don't know why it deserves it. It needs a third Tron film with Jared Leto. Uh, well, it doesn't need it. Jared Leto is rarely ever needed in any film. I don't know. However, look, what makes me scratch my head is it has no connection to uh, either film. It won't be a sequel to no the bridges first. in it. No bridges. I don't know if Flynn will be represented in this or not. I'm not quite sure what the storyline is, but um, is it a reboot? Just like a re. Creation? It's a separate or, Tron film. It, it says there's no relationship to either film, so I can't imagine. If it was a reboot, I think they would say well, a reimagining or whatever. That's weird. But, uh, all right, Disney, whatever. See people on their laser scooters, whatever they were called. Light cycles. Those Light were cycles. cool. I enjoyed those. <laughs> Make right angle turns. That's cool. I like the discs. The, the discs were disc. cool. <laughs> I, I had the toys. <laughs> I, had the little, I had the little clear guys. <laughs> throwing frisbees around. It was yeah, fun. It was cool. Another sequel, remake, slash reboot. Three Men and a Baby's no. coming back. Why? Oh, yeah. Mm. Disney Plus is mm. going to be having a new feature remake of Three Men and a Baby. The original, of course, starred Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson. About three wacky New York bachelors who find themselves caring for a child. Of one of them, but they don't know who, so they all raise it together. Ah, oh, that's cute. I know we were talking about this yesterday with Mandalorian and it being derivative, and I don't want to open that box of worms again. How but dare again, you. Disney, I, I will hang up on you right now. <laughs> Please don't. It seems like Disney is just becoming a nostalgia machine. That's all it absolutely is anymore. Yes, 
It's not creating anything new. Look, there's no not, new it's content. not just Disney. They're not alone. I get that. But like, especially for their own streaming service, like they're redoing Home Alone and now they're yes. three minutes. It's like everything they're creating now, it just seems to be a reimagining or just a regurgitation of nostalgia. Yes. Uh, the cost of producing entertainment has become so bloated and lazy now that no one dare create anything yeah. original for fear of not having a built-in number in their mind that they think they can cash in because it's a recognizable property. But three men and a baby is to the point where it's like, oh, that's good. We're gonna all at least, we'll the baby least get... fans, all the all the the TB fans, uh. the three baby fans, as they're known, the Thrabies, <laughs> Thrabies, the Thrabies are gonna show up in a big way to watch that. I just don't. I can't see where that IP is so valuable that they especially have to after redo eight it. seasons of Full House and then Fuller House that followed upon that. The basic premise was that's three men and a baby. Yeah. Only add two more kids. Right. It was three men and a baby and two older and kids. And some more children, yes. Right. So that that premise, I think, has has served its I mean, purpose. I don't need to see guys not knowing how to do diapers. Like, that's not funny. Why don't you have three babies trying to raise an that's adult man? That's the thing. See? Three now babies a and a man. That's it when you flip the cast, you know? You know, when you take a movie made with men, you put women in it, or you take black right. people and put it in white roles. Except this time, the man gets an accent. He's a vegetable, and now the three <laughs> he's drooling. <laughs> now the three babies, he's drooling in a wheelchair. Have to change uh, his diaper. And they're like, I don't know how to. Like toddlers are trying to figure three out three toddlers and a vegetable. <laughs> That's what we should do. <laughs> three toddlers and a vegetable. Yes. I'll watch that. You're welcome, Disney Plus. I'll watch that. And I can think of no better vegetable than Zac Efron. <laughs> Make him a vegetable in a wheelchair, and they can like have to dress him and everything so you see his sexy abs and stuff. So you still get all the Zac that right. you want. But he's drooling. But he's brain dead. And shit in his pants. Which is only 5% away from real life. <laughs> and lastly, here's something finally I can look forward to. Judd Apatow has been tasked to, do to direct a documentary for HBO on the life of George Carlin. Oh, That I would be interested to see. That I'm glad cool. it's not a biopic, so no one will be playing George. It's a documentary, a two-part film featuring interviews of Carlin's family and friends, material from his stand-up specials and TV appearances, which makes sense that HBO would do because they did all of his early yeah. specials. They got all that footage. But also his personal archive. That should be interesting. Oh, that would be cool. His uh, daughter Kelly is going to be on hand to help out, and uh, they're going to be putting that together. So I'm looking forward to that. That'd be a story I'd be interested in. I would really in like to see what people, like his voice, uh, Lenny Bruce's voice, stuff like those guys' voices on what's happening today. Well, did you ever see any of his early stuff? Yeah. He's a very straightforward Oh, he's just a comic. Comedian. He was, yes. He his, was like, not the George Carlin everyone thinks of with yeah. the beard and the long hair who was a, a radical. He was as about as square as they come. Yeah. And then even became a sitcom actor for a while. He was on That Girl with Marlo Thomas, and yeah. he was pretty much a straight arrow. And then, then the he realized world, it wasn't him. He just he, he was faking it, and he started to find his own voice, I and it changed him forever. Love to hear their commentary on what's happening today. Oh, those comedians? Yes. Yeah. Those voices are sorely missed right now. Yeah, we don't get a lot of that. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on August 11th. Songwriter Kenny Gamble of the legendary team Gamble and Huff is 77 years old. These guys, some of the greatest songs in the 60s and 70s recorded by soul and R&B artists like the OJs and Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes and Teddy Pendergrass, even the Jacksons from the 60s when they had a big hit with a song called Expressway to Your Heart by the Soul Survivors all the way up until the 80s and 90s, still writing songs. They're both in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Here's one of the biggest hits from Kenny Gamble of Gamble and Huff fame. He is 77 today. Here's one of my favorites. Me, 
How many affairs were started by the romantic nature of adultery? All of them depicted in that song. <laughs> like, I want to be all sexy like that guy in Mrs. Jones. Uh, bonus points, Eddie Pence. If you can name me the name of the city that Kenny Gamble and his partner Huff uh, were from and uh, worked out of for all those many years, any name pop into your mind? Any city that you think they may be from? Uh, Philadelphia. Well, I'm sorry, one more Philadelphia. time. Philadelphia. God, fuck you. You can't do that. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Just fuck off. <laughs> God damn you. Still rather hear this in Philadelphia freedom. <laughs> Mixing things up a oh, little bit. Awful. Actor Viola Davis from How to Get Away with Murder is 55 years old today. Singer Eric Carmen is 71. Had a huge success with a band called the Raspberries, and it's Raspberry Bomb Day. It oh, all great. comes together. It's all tied together. Then he had a very successful so- solo career with songs like All By Myself, Don't Wanna Be All By Myself Anymore. Mm. When sad I was young, it's a sad song. I never needed anyone, and making love was just for fun. <laughs> Those days are gone. So making love's a work now? You got to work to make love now? No. Uh, then he became Mr. Soundtrack and started showing up like on every movie soundtrack, especially Dirty Dancing with this smash hit song. The magic between your thighs. I always thought that lyric should be turned <laughs> well, to yeah. much more interesting. <laughs> Idol of Eddie Pence, wrestler, actor Hulk Hogan is 67 years old today. Mm-hmm. The Hulkster. The Hulkster. Look at your pythons. Eddie's got Hulkster pythons these days. He's a real American. 67. Singer Joe Jackson is 66. Is she really going out with him? Is she really gonna take him home tonight? Joe Rogan, comedian, actor, podcaster extraordinaire. He's 53 years old today. Mm. What do you get the man who just signed a uh, $100 million deal? I, nothing, I nothing, guess. Just a card. Guitarist Charlie Sexton is 52. I never understood how this guy didn't become a bigger star. Singer, songwriter, guitarist Charlie Sexton. Was a bit of a blip in the 80s with his hit Beat So Lonely, and then he joined a band called the Archangels, which I loved. And the guy had the look and the sound. I just never understood why he didn't take off, but he's celebrating his 52nd birthday today. It's a great tune. Actor Will Friedel. From Boy Meets World is 44 years old today. Is it Friedel or is it Friedel? I think Friedel. I thought so, too. That's what I think. 44 years old today. Singer Ben Gibbard of the band Death Cab for Cutie is 44. I want to live 
Speaking of Hulk Hogan, the actor is going to play him in his biopic. Chris Hemsworth also celebrates his birthday. The same birthday? It was meant to be. Chris is 37 years old today, and bassist Jim Cale of one of the great Canadian bands of all time, the Guess Who is 77, straight out of Winnipeg. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And on Tuesdays, it's always a lot of fun to look back and pick out one of our favorite TV theme songs from all time. Do a deep dive on that song and the series it came from. And today's no different. It's time for TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, you do. Cooperman's all over this show. Well, different things today. He's, he has a little uh, piece of that there. there he's yeah. got the holiday or holidays, yeah. and then he's got the uh, game show. All right. It's all over today. Okay. And he's the one bitching. You want him off the show? I can make it happen. <laughs> you like you're upset. He's bitching a lot. There's, I just, there's a definite anti-Cooperman bent to your sentiment <laughs> there, saying. I think. He's all over the show. Yeah, John, quit complaining, for God's <laughs> sakes. All right. Today's show started actually back in Japan in the 1960s. First created as a uh, a manga series, a manga comic strip in the 1960s by anime pioneer Tatsuyo Yoshida. He was a big fan of two films that were very popular in Japan at the time. Viva Las Vegas, starring Elvis Presley, and Goldfinger. So he took those and he combined them together. He took the look of Elvis Presley's racing car driver image with the black pompadour and the neckerchief. And then he took the James Bond gadget-filled Aston Martin DB5 and put those things together and created a comic strip called Mach Gogogo. Mach Gogogo was a smash hit, so much so that they decided to turn it into an animated TV series in Japan and they did just that. Maka Gogogo starred a driver named Go Mifune. His last name was an homage to the Japanese film star Toshiro Mifune. 52 episodes were produced in Japan. And then it was so big, it got sold to producers here in the United States. And they had to take it, and they had to translate it, and they had to re-record it. And a classic was born. Charles called in for today's TV theme song. Hey there, Ralph, I'm calling Ralph Garman. He's a hell of a host. And you know, he should really pick Speed Racer for TV Tunes Tuesday. Do, 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 do. Because you know the show really kicks some ass. It was crappy, but damn, it was a blast. <laughs> and if you don't pick Speed Racer, well, you're an income poop. <laughs> because Speed Racer was a hell of a tune doesn't rhyme hey ralph garman <laughs> hey ralph garman hey ralph garman hey hey ralph eddie yo ho this is charles four-star general from indiana for real pick speed racer for tv tunes tuesday that theme song kicks so much ass and gets yeah. you excited for a show that wasn't the best animation why how dare you but was awesome because the mach five yeah love you Meaning, bye. Mock go, go, go. 
became, of course, Speed Racer. Did you watch Speed Racer as a kid? I never got into Speed Racer. You son of a bitch. I never got into it. Oh, my God. I tried. I could not get into the it. The Mach 5 was everything to me. Well, I've never been into cars. I've never oh, been into racing. I just like I never got into it. My Lord. Never did anything for me. You didn't get into Trixie? No. Oh, Trixie. I didn't get into it. I, I tried. Done Trixie I was more like Transor Z and stuff like that. You're still in space, Mr. <laughs> Spaceman. The giant robots. I got into that. I didn't really get into The Mach into... 5 had things underneath it. <sighs> if you needed to jump over a ravine, it would have giant bang, 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 like big springs that would come Never. out. It was loaded with gadgets. It had a bird that would fly out and do reconnaissance. Yeah, but they're racing. It was like a race. Yeah. I never got into the race. Oh, my God. Um, Speed Racer was the new name that Go Mifune took over. If you ever watch Speed Racer and you see there's a G on his shirt, and if you did like like me when I was a kid, wonder, what's the G stand for? It stood for uh, Go, his first name in Japan, and they just took the same cartoon and they never bothered to mention why uh, he had a G on his shirt. That's why Trixie has an M on her shirt. Originally her name was Mishi, and uh, his mechanic Sparky had an S on his shirt because his name was Sabu in the original, which is the only reason. He was the only one who made any sense on the show. Uh, the M on the Mach 5 actually stood for Mufune Motors, the family business, but of course it got renamed to be the Mach 5. It was sold to an American producer, Translux, and they took it to Peter Fernandez, who was a producer who had not only to rewrite every episode and direct all the episode, but then had to dub all the episodes into English. And he was a voice actor himself, and he voiced Racer X and Speed Racer himself on that show. When they got the production elements from the original series, they got all the music, they got all the sound effects. The problem was they also inherited the Japanese theme song, which, of course, was useless here in the States. Here's the original theme song for Mach Go Go Go. Yeah, so they got that. Yeah. And so <laughs> Peter Fernandez uh, rearranged the theme song's med- melody and then he uh, re recorded, wrote new lyrics for it, gave us the classic theme song that we still all know and love. Here it is the theme from Speed Racer. Song. I like the song. 
And then in 2008, yeah. the Wachowskis did the big budget, big um, screen version I saw of Speed that. Racer. I saw that. That was fun. It was a fun movie. It was to watch. fun. It was yeah. colorful. It was yeah. fast. It was exciting. No, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm not a big speed racer. Oh, I fan. love speed racer. I used to love the way they had to jam all their English into the moving lips of the Japanese <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> speed, you have to be out there. You have to be very careful because you're on the road and then you'll be dangerous if you don't make that turn there. I know. I know I have to be careful because I know that they're trying to get me and I must go very quickly. Oh, those poor voiceover oh, people. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> The big movie from the Wachowskis came out in 2008. It was an expensive film to make, and it was kind of a dud at the box office. Even the critics uh, pooped all over it. I enjoyed it, though. It was a fun movie to They watch. made you wait the whole movie, though, to hear the theme song. I know. Didn't I play until the final credits. And I saw an IMAX over at the Universal oh, City. Oh, that must that's, have been mind-blowing. That's why I wanted to see it, because I heard it was great in IMAX, so I went and saw an IMAX. You must have been absorbed in that, that weird cool. computer-generated yeah. world they created for that. So it was fun to watch. You had to wait till the end credits to hear their version of the Go Speed Racer Go theme song. Ali D and the Decompressors is the name of the band. It's kind of like Speed Racer meets the Black Eyed Peas, this version. Here's the movie theme of Speed Racer. <laughs> It's a lot going on oh, in that thing. Still better than poison. Oh man. <laughs> Still better than poison. That is today's TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Speed racer. It makes me just want to hop in my car and just drive hard. <laughs> You ever seen the Mach 5? There's a, a replica of the Mach Where? 5. They have a place up here in Burbank. Well, they, obviously, they don't do it anymore but uh, because of COVID. But weekly or biweekly, or maybe it's monthly, they do a uh, Star Cars exhibit at Bob's Big Boy. Oh, yeah, every Burbank. Friday, they, they used to have the, the, the car show yes. Friday night in the parking lot. And so uh, periodically, they would do just movie and TV show cars. Oh, really? And everyone would bring that. out their replicas. And, of course, there would be the Batmobile there, and there would be the kit yeah, yeah. From Knight Rider. And this guy, I don't know who he is, but he owns a perfect replica of the oh, cartoon wow. Mach fun. 5. And I would just go by and just <laughs> drool all over his leather seats. That's it for today's show, boys and girls. Thanks so much for joining us. Come on back tomorrow, won't you? We're going to have a blast. It is Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, we have a very special um, thing we do. It's uh, called... One Hit Wonder? You got that right! We take a look at a smash hit theme song and the artist that created it that really uh, didn't have a lengthy career after that. Mm. Not like Belle Biv DeVoe. Uh. Yeah, many hits. Uh. 
Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> BBD. BBD what? Well, Bib DeVoe. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what that BBD. code meant. I thought you were telling me to fuck off in some language. <laughs> I didn't understand. Uh, yeah, so we're going to do that. We're going to talk more about the entertainment news. We're going to hear from you guys. It's going to be a blast, but it's never as much fun unless you are with us. So take care of yourselves. I insist. Make sure you stay the fuck at home. If you can. Some people are complaining. I keep saying that. They're like, I can't. I have to keep the world turning. And so obviously, if you have yeah, a, just a, a, a be careful when essential you're job, yes. we just want you to be careful. Just wash your hands a bunch and, and wear your mask and make sure you stay good in the hood. And stay swell. Give them hell, buddy. That's right. Give them hell, everybody. <laughs> Until we talk to you tomorrow, never forget. Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>